I'm Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. And welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one minute at a time. It is Friday. We are on Minute 25. I am your host, Scott Tofty, and with me, as always, is our totally tubular team of turtle trash-talking people. I ran out of T-sounds. <laughs> anyway, we have, we have Chris O'Connor. Times Square City. We have Adam Sheehan. It is so nice to hear you say this intro again, Scott. I'm, Aww, I'm glad I to know. be back in this. It's been so long. Uh, and we have the wonderful Ms. Rachel Gatlin. Hi, everybody. Yeah. See, you get an adjective. Yay. Ooh. Hey, I didn't notice that. <laughs> um, but we are in minute 25 here for, again, the second time. Second time around. Uh, and then next week, you guys are going to hear... A handful of minutes that are old again. Well, I mean, you're going to hear, you know, 26 and whatever. Uh, but there's going to be a nice little mix next week of minutes that are uh, uh, recorded a long time ago and minutes we're going to be recording after we record these minutes because of the previously mentioned things that happened. Explosions! Well, <laughs> literally, yes. Um, so anyway, here we are, minute 25, talking about a scene that starts with Leonardo talking to Donatello and ends with uh, Michelangelo telling us that some ooze canisters are empty. So let's just talk about this minute. We we continue on in our sort of Batman 89 rooftop shot. And a couple things that I notice. First off, Leonardo's bandana looks so silky and luxurious. I just want to know what his conditioner is. <laughs> you want to see what condition his conditioner is in? I, I do, but like uh, it's such that that long flowing, especially wide blue bandana just seems really feminine to me and I kind of it's a weird <laughs> thing, but he just I, I look at him in this shot, and it's like, I, I mean, feel like he's got a mullet going on or something. Maybe I mean, it's Maybelline. It, it, <laughs> no, well, but, but I mean, like, you know, it's clothing, so it has to be laundered. Like, I you know, it's probably like the Snuggles Bear or something. <laughs> That's what it is. It's Snuggles. Yeah. That's Fabric what I'm softener. thinking of. Fabric softener. And they've been staying with April for a while, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is probably yeah, the cleanest yeah, yeah. their headbands have been ever. You know, <laughs> I want to say this. I am disappointed that in any of the Ninja Turtle films, we never see them sans bandana. In the <laughs> comics, 
we always saw uh, panels of them without the bandanas on, but we never got that in one of the live I, action movies. And I don't even think oh, we got yeah. it in any of the Michael Bay movies. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that like the the bandanas are like really integral to the sculpt, and that if you were to take those off, they would look freaky. Yeah, their I don't eyes would you, be yeah. all like disattached from their heads and stuff. <laughs> Physically. I don't think those particular bandanas on the puppets can be separated. I, I right. don't Probably think that not. happens. However, I like that. Can we make that a goal for the next Turtles reboot? Can we just see the Turtles without their bandanas? Oh, oh yeah, we'll pass that note along to the producers. Oh well, thank you, Chris, for doing that for us. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll get that written up and, and uh, just, just off to their people. I'll, dictated, I'll have but my not girl read. Send it. Well, that <laughs> happens in the in the in the 80s cartoon right and you can't tell them apart so i wonder yeah, if yeah there's a couple times where they do take the bandanas off and you're not supposed to really be able to tell them apart that's fine yeah but that just goes to prove my point like they can't wear these things all the time yeah like even when raph was in disguise and his humphrey bogart get up he still had the red bandana over his eyes even when raph <laughs> was unconscious laying in a bathtub he had his bandana on yeah they yeah. weren't like hey you know maybe we should untie this thing that's tied very tightly around his skull it's contracting his brain i suppose <laughs> the closest thing that we could mention is the 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 shots in the first movie uh, from the scene when they're fighting blindfolded, when Leo turns his bandana sideways. That's that, probably the no. closest. And we don't even really see much of those shots in the finished film. We know there are excerpts and outtakes, but that's about as close as we get, right? To even even moving the bandanas around on their heads. <laughs> right. I don't know. Just I know it has nothing to do with this film, but like it, it, I just it's a weird thing, and I want to see it. want to see it. <laughs> um, second thing I noticed on this is that Donatello is just a huge follower. <laughs> like, Rafa, he's Leo's like, oh, we got to be quiet. And Donnie's like, yeah, we should be really quiet. And then Raph's like, screw that. Let's do it, huh? And Donnie's like, oh, no, wait. Let's I'm going to be it. this guy now. Let's do it. Like, yeah, he has yeah, no personality, really, in this movie. It's he, what, upsetting. What what is that term like that he mirrors or or like reflects who, who the most dominant personality around him? Yeah, mirroring I think is the uh, is the term people use. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Um, I I just I the more I watch this film, the less I like Donatello. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he was yeah. such he was so good in the first one. Like he had such a. And like he had like an arc and everything. Well, he had a personality, and he's really the only turtle that has completely changed from the first film to this one. And I don't enjoy it. And I, I would <laughs> venture to say the third one, he's he's I don't I don't even know who he is in the third one. He's probably more like this one, even though Corey Feldman does return to voice him. But uh, I just they, I don't think they ever really got him quite as right as they did in Turtles ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because it was it was Leaf Tilden in both movies, so it's not like yeah. it's not like it was a completely different actor. I I blame the scriptwriter. That's what I say. I am also curious if maybe like the head puppeteer was different. Whoever's doing the animatronic work, his head sculpt is also the most different from movie to movie. Vastly different in this film, and I don't understand. His eyes are like too close together, and he is more of a beak. He yeah. does. Yeah. Between his, if you look at uh, like one second into this minute, there's a profile shot of Donatello and it's like his eyes, you know, 
the angle of uh, the slant of uh, like the the front of his eyes where the front of his mask is to his beak is like a perfect 90 degree angle <laughs> as opposed yeah. to like a gentle slope. I'd imagine if uh, you looked at Donkey Kong from this angle, he'd look pretty similar. He looks a little <laughs> Donkey Kong-ish. I think he <laughs> might be Donkey right King. Donkey more, King. More like Donnie Kong, am I right? Donnie <laughs> Kong. <laughs> so I was trying to find something Donny on my on my phone, but it wasn't coming up. There is a picture of one of the TMNT Lego minifigs okay. without the mask on, and the eyes are just like stuck in there. I think oh. I posted it on the Facebook group <laughs> a couple weeks ago as of this recording, <laughs> but I don't remember. If I find it again, I'll share it, but okay. it's it's just as ridiculous as it sounds. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> um, so we start moving to the interior of the TGRI building again. We get this nice little green-hued uh, lighting effect as the turtles make their way down. A very convenient staircase. Um, does the staircase go to the roof? I don't yeah, know. were they? Like, yeah, it, where were they? Was yeah. it that easy to break into this? <laughs> this Utram? No Here's another thing that bothers me. Right, like this is. I guess it maybe this comes down to editing and trying to keep the film like at a tight ninety minutes. But every time the turtles ever broke into like the TGRI building in any other media, even if you look back at the comics, which you know was the only other thing at this point, they use like. So you're sort of tropey, like we're breaking into a building, you know, things. Like Donatello has a pigeon puppet that he uses to distract the camera. He puts up a picture of, like, they, like uh, uh, the background. He takes a Polaroid of the roof and then puts it in front of the camera so that they can't tell, like, what's happening. Like, they, they have to sneak around. There's no sneaking involved in this. They literally just climbed up a roof. They might as well have just walked in the front door. Yeah. And, like, jingled the bell. <laughs> Yeah, but just, and, and it's it's not even a matter of keeping this to a tight ninety minutes. This movie isn't even ninety minutes. This right. is only what like seventy <laughs> minutes long. Like they they, a, they had yeah. room for a break in scene. Yeah, they should have should have done it. <laughs> didn't done it. Didn't didn't does didn't does it. You didn't need to see does lock picking does, skills. Doesn't did it. <laughs> well, I mean, on the plus side, we didn't get lock picking skills, but we do finally get to see Donatello doing machines, which is really nice. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Guys, look. <laughs> but it's a computer. Raph says something in this scene that that always kind of I've never understood what he's saying. He goes Times Square City. Well, like, what does that, is that mean? Raph or was that Mikey? I think it's Raph. That was Raph. Mikey, okay. Cause, Mikey, cause Mikey says the quarter line, or he well, says like, "Whoa, it's like video games in three days." Okay, yeah. gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's it's neither, happen. but that'll you know that's happen. fine. Can I can I venture an explanation? Sure. sure. Which explanation to what? Times Square City. <laughs> the Times okay. Square City. Okay, yeah. go nuts. I mean, first off, yes, it's a stupid line. I completely agree. But uh, at the time, Times Square was, you know, it wasn't quite all the video screens and stuff that you see today. It was a lot of, like, lights and bulbs and LED type stuff. And that's kind of what we're seeing here is, like, flashing Lights. It's also a lot of adult theaters. Yeah. So, yeah. well, what were the turtles doing in Times Square? You City? didn't let me finish. There's clearly a lot of pornography in this science lab. Any, uh, also because what, <laughs> oh, oh, what you yes. don't see all, all is the that tubes and behind, the sounds. behind the big gold brain thing in the pyramid is just there's just a bin of old sticky Playboys, um, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like or it's like uh, under the console. Yeah. Just out of frame. 
Yes. It's like the uh, the Amazon Day like uh, special on the 50-gallon tub of lube. Uh, <laughs> use our affiliate link. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh Amazon uh, I, I, Day. I actually have a story related to this, but I don't think it's uh, it's for uh, this show. Maybe not it's this not. show. It's yeah. not. It's not. <laughs> Message him in the listener. I don't know what it is, but it's t- not. Tell it in the listener group, Adam. I feel sure. more comfortable. <laughs> uh, there. Now we just gained a few more Kids, subscribers. Kids, ask your parents for permission to go on the internet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, so the turtles come in. We get the stupid Times Square City. Everyone's got, like, a sticky line here, mm. which just yeah, that's kind a, that's of- a repeat, like, gag, like, throughout. Like, it's, it's like, at a number of points, they got to have a thing where each one gets a thing. Yeah. Everybody gets a turn. Everyone gets a trophy. Um <laughs> so they come in. Would you get a load of this crazy joint? This was also I a very that. overacted minute. You <laughs> love this part? Sh- well, just that shrug that he does. Like that. That's it's good puppetry. That get a load of this joint. But it is very like, hey, kids at home, look at where we're look at what we're doing. We're here now. He, he just he just turns into Jerry Seinfeld for a second there. <laughs> What's <laughs> the deal with the Utrams? <laughs> Wait, I have to screenshot this. This is gonna be a meme now. Hang on. Okay, we're gonna use that for later. Screenshotted. Um, <laughs> I have a Photoshop project tonight I cannot wait to get to. <laughs> Is it slime? Is it ooze? Who are these people? <laughs> um, but I was going to say, like, it, I, it's great puppeteering, but if you take it, the puppeteering thought out of your mind, it's just overacting, right? Yeah, if this was just like a guy doing this well, in a movie, you'd be like, Yeah, but what? like all, all puppeteering is overacting. There's not you can't do much subtlety with a puppet. I mean there's a little I, I bit. Would, like I there's would, a there's a line. Let me argue. Michael and Sisti no. in, in the Michelangelo <laughs> suit, like when he goes to be like, Hey, where do you put the quarters? It I feel like that's subtle but great puppetry. Like Pointing, just gently touching the like, and that to me is like really natural body language. He's not overdoing it. It's also with, with puppetry. It, it there is this weird fine line where where you can't just be dead on on camera because it, otherwise you're just a propped up stuffed animal. That's true. But you can't be doing too much because then it then it takes away from the other actors. Like I I was a background puppet for a while on on the shoot that I worked on, and I. People kept going like Adam, you you have to stop overacting. Like everyone's <laughs> staring at you, and I was like, well, what am I going to do? I mean, we could just put this puppet here on stage, and I could go yeah, home. But, <laughs> you know, in that instance, you're not one of four heroic protagonists. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I do like how Donatello sort of like flies into frame when he says, "Hey guys, over there." He just yeah. sort of zooms in to the right in immediate close up, points uh, with his middle finger. Yeah. And uh, I, I just thought that was see that's a little bit of like overacting that kind of works for me. Yeah, but um, it's it's again what we said. I, I guess we said it in yesterday's episode. Here's Donnie like being the audience and yeah, literally pointing the camera at something. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, and again, that something is the incredibly advanced Apple II. Right. Is it an Apple II? It might be an IBM. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it ha- it has no such operating system. Right. So the thing I do like is he kind of goes over and he, he hops onto the chair and like... His little, ro- his little chair listen, slide. Every teenager is going to sit on a rolling chair and go across the floor as far as they can. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. I still do that. I see a rolling chair and a stretch of empty floor and I'm like, oh, game on. 
<laughs> so I, I do appreciate this sort of juvenile uh, uh, personality trait there. There's a good bit of good bit of physical acting. Um, but getting back to the backwards like Riker. <laughs> getting back to the computer, it does look a little Apple, like '90s Apple interface. It's not quite because copyright infringement, but right. I do love movie interfaces. It, it does look very similar to um, an old Apple interface. Raphael has got the best facial expressions of anyone in this film. I think we've talked about that several yeah, times. It's, it's like he, 90% that face sculpt. He doesn't disappoint here when he's sort of, we see the three turtles, Leo, Raph, and Donnie, uh, as they're watching Donatello type on the computer. And Raphael's face, is, it's amazing. He looks like he's <laughs> totally astonished and bewildered, which I... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how you get that out of a, has, a puppet. Has he ever seen a computer? Has Donnie? Like, how <laughs> does Donnie know what computers are? True. Oh, April probably has one. Maybe. Uh, true. Yeah, um, yeah, April has one for writing copy. I enjoy that we're getting to see Donatello do machines for the first time. Yeah. yeah he's dozing machines. He's, he's doing a machine. Uh, Don't put it that way. <laughs> Phrasing. He still hasn't built any crazy contraptions like he might have no. done in the cartoon, but at least we're getting the idea that he's the one that knows technology. Um, we didn't really see that in the first movie. I, I, I've always liked that aspect of Donatello's personality. I'm glad it's integrated here. I wish that he wasn't so shticky all the time. Yeah, uh, and I'd like him more, but uh, I'll take this. We'll, we'll I'm just remembering the, the intro him. from the the '80s cartoon where he builds like machines, like some sort of crazy. Yeah, it's like a cappuccino a, maker. Yeah, but it's like uh, pizza, twenty feet wide. <laughs> yeah, it's like the size of an entire room. Just to make one did it, tiny did it make or little shoot a pizza. I don't remember. No, no, no. It was for coffee. I thought it was some oh. sort of like coffee machine. Yeah, like it was. It, it, it was this giant machine and made this teeny tiny little cup of coffee. God, I hope we're not wrong about that. Now I'm starting I, to doubt myself. I used I'm to pretty love, sure it's coffee. I used to love stuff like that in cartoons where like. Like Donatello and like Forge and the X-Men, uh, I was always kind of fascinated with where they can just build something like that. Yeah. And anytime I was ever in like a computer store or a hardware like, oh. store as a kid and I saw just row like aisles of just miscellaneous pieces and hardware, it's like, oh, I could build a robot with all this stuff. Oh my God. Radio Shack <laughs> was like my favorite place to go as a kid. So so oh, man. I used to do stop motion movies when I was in middle school, except I didn't have any like real technology. So did I. So I would take a, a VHS camcorder and it would literally be like filming my Star Wars start, toys. Start, stop, start, stop, stop. Yeah, I did the exact, pause. oh my God. But wait, I did the exact but same wait. Thing so in order, Star Wars toys. in order to get sound overdubs, I would take the VHS tape and play it from one VHS player, hook up an RCA cable to a second VHS player, but instead of hooking up the red and white audio cables, I would take uh -huh. a microphone into a little two-channel mixer and I run an it. output RCA uh. cables from those into the audio jack of the second VCR <laughs> and live record an overdub audio yes. from the first oh, tape man. to the same. But like Radio Shack was my jam because all my little adapters, I could plug yeah, yeah. any one thing into any other thing up until about 2003. I, I, yeah. I had a CRT I, uh. TV that I had uh, since I was about 16 that killed itself in my early 20s because it only had one coaxial input Right. But over the years, I had amassed so many adapters that I had 
things plugged into themselves and then into other things and then into other things. So I had like 47 things hooked up to this one coaxial input on this TV and it just totally fried it. But yeah, like even into my adulthood, I, I, I approach technology in the way that you just described. I actually had a tech when I was working as a, as a projectionist who's like, I'm going to name that approach to technology after you. Like anytime I see something hooked <laughs> up like this, it's like, that's an atom rigged system. You have nine things plugged to do it. Yeah. Daisy screw Jerry. Together. We're atom rigging. Yeah. <laughs> you just reminded me of something I used to do when I was a kid. Um, if there was like a song on TV or in a movie, I would just hold the tape recorder up to the TV to record that song. Yeah. So there's, there's probably tapes in my parents' house of me, like, I don't know, recording a Care Bear song, and you hear my mom in the background like, Frank! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, I was, Radio Shack's disappeared pretty much entirely, right? Or at least any of the cool stuff in them disappeared yeah, several yeah, years ago. They went out of business. Yeah. They, I found they, they, they were desperately hanging on to mobile phone business, and then that ultimately collapsed for them, too. I found a computer store here in Brooklyn. Down, micro Center. Yeah, down Micro near, Center. It, it was a Micro I Center, I think. And I walked to the back. First off, this place is gigantic. It's got everything. But I walked to the back, and it's like all of the Radio Shack stuff, like (laughs) Y adapters, like RCA to one-eighth inch headphone adapters, coaxial to RCA, like things. I I, I was in heaven. I was in heaven. I love that stuff. And it all costs more than you can get for it online, but it exists because (laughs) sometimes people desperately need to buy things in meat space. I don't even have this technology anymore, but I just wanted to start buying adapters again. I still have a little red bag (laughs) in the drawer next to me right now that I call my gadget sack that has... (laughs) All of those things. Go, go, gadget sack. Right. (laughs) But like, uh, that sounds like an Adam and Eve product. (laughs) I'm going through. I have a I have a female to female USB cable. Yeah, sure you do. Of course you do. I have a female to female RCA coupler. Yeah, uh, you do. Dude, I have. Solder. In All right, there. stop, stop, well, stop well, listing adapters at the because we're gonna we're gonna just venture into like digital blue territory and it's we, terrible. We have a, we have a we have a similar thing. It's just this box of just wires and cables. Oh, the that rat king. That, I had that box too. We it, call it uh, the Rat King because it's just Chris, all it's one it? big it knot melted. <laughs> Oh, is it just like a, a big mass of copper yes, now? It's a, it's a big giant mess of crap. <laughs> oh, Adam, you sad. called it the Rat King. Rat yeah, king, well, because yeah. a, a Rat King is actual an actual term for when a, a bunch of rats live in a small location for too long and their tails get all knotted together and what? it's just like they're basically one animal but it's like 20 rats uh, all tied together oh. this is not a concept i was aware of yeah Same. no that's that's what a rat king is so i i uh, called it the rat king and yeah, we're some... back on ninja turtles all right <laughs> yeah, brought it back <laughs> um let's let's keep going in this minute so donatello is doing <laughs> machines and they're trying to figure out uh what's going on so Donatello's typing into the computer. He's trying to figure out if there's any ooze around that is not disposed. And uh, he's not finding it. He's not finding it. He's typing with a single big fat finger at a time. Uh, (laughs) Hunt and peck. Apparently you can hunt and peck and also scroll your computer at the same time in the 90s. So that's (laughs) nice to know. Yeah, whatever, man. Like uh, like Scotty in in, in the Voyage Home. Computer. Hello, computer. 
<laughs> oh, keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> My favorite Scotty line is NCC 1701. No bloody A, B, C, or D. <laughs> From Relics. I love that line. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, but Michelangelo comes over and he delivers a great line. Uh, he's, t- he's got two empty ooze canisters. He says, hey, guys, no deposit, no return. Which, for a long time as a is child, a reference? I didn't understand it. Um, do you, I get it now. You guys get it? Yes? No. No. Well, you pay a deposit on like a soda can and then when you recycle it, you get it back. No deposit. Oh. Yeah, we didn't have that in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So Mm. that might be just in New York. I know there's other states. You know, you get 10 cents on returns in Michigan. Whoa. Yeah. Instead well, of five? I remember seeing that on a can. It was like M E five cents, and I remember asking one of my parents about it. And that, like, that's that's yeah. a that's an episode of Seinfeld where Newman and Kramer try to travel to one of the other states. <laughs> and, yeah. and New- Newman's like, I've done the math. You can't do it. the The cost of gas and mileage and everything else. And- <laughs> How many anyway. cans does it take? That was the name of a punk band I was briefly in in college. Was Ten Cents in Michigan? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but that brings us to the end of the minute. All right. Yeah. Any mm. any other uh, things that we want to talk about for minute 25 here? Mm, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty, I'm good. pretty good. Well, good. hey, good. listen, we're at the end of the week. We made it through. You know, we it did. only it only took us four months to get this week finished, but we did <laughs> it. Um, you guys we're can different check us people out. now at the end of this. Yeah, I've changed. I've grown. Um, you guys can check us out at TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram or head over to the Ninja Turtles uh, TMNT Minute Facebook listener group, uh, which is where all the great conversation happens. You can go to duelinggenre.com slash support and become a Patreon supporter, get access to all kinds of bonus content over there at Dueling Genre. There's a few things of ours, uh, commentaries and bonus episodes. We haven't done one in a while because we've been giving them away to you while we've been on hiatus for free. Uh, but maybe future back issues will end up over there. Who knows? Um, and as always, uh, give us a review on iTunes. If if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Tell us. We enjoy reading that stuff. We love hearing feedback. And we have the best fans of any podcast ever. So, it, you know. <laughs> Even the one-star review. I love our one-star review. That makes me it's so happy. Best. That guy was... <laughs> look, he he but, complimented us in the one-star review a little it, and then didn't. For the rest isn't of there it, so. isn't there a phrase <laughs> like an old phrase like you haven't really made it until you get a bad review or something? Yeah, huh. all right. showbiz all right. man. All right, well for the crew here, I am Scott. They are Chris, Adam, and Rachel. We will catch you guys next week with very special guest, Mister Eric Dean, is going to be back Yay. to talk to us. Uh, fun story. We've already recorded all those minutes once too, uh, but we're going to do them again because we like Eric so much. We just thought we could do it a little bit better. And the fire. Oh yeah. Also, Chris's house burned down. Um, but <laughs> oh it, listen, if we can't laugh about it, what's the other option, right? <laughs> Cry. I, I already did the other option. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, well, uh, and, and once again, as you heard yesterday, Chris has a GoFundMe. You can check out the TMNT Minute Listener Facebook group, and we'll have the link to the, the GoFundMe page if you want to help out Chris's family, making sure they can recover some of the items from their home and, and do all the other stuff that they need to do. Uh, so you can check that out. For the crew here, goodbye. Happy weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Hashtag Pizza Friday. Pizza Friday. Bye. Cowabunga! <laughs> Ooh.
Thanks. Bye. <laughs> now it's time for your Turtle Fan Minute. Today's Turtle Fan Minute is brought to you by Mr. Josh Nelson. Take it away, Josh. Man, early on, the suits do not look good. Uh, I think it's mostly the lighting. Uh, once they're in the dark again, they start looking a little bit better. Don't mind Paige Turco, although it is really weird that April is now like a star and super rich, according to her apartment at least. Their babies, always very funny. Oh, uh, I, I found this funny that uh, when Tatsu goes nuts and then he's just like, oh, father, all gone. It's like, oh, he's really driving home this father thing, like the um, Vader thing in the original Shredder Suite. Uh, as someone who regrettably voted for Ralph Nader in 2000, um, I did find the joke in Minute 49 regarding uh, his history kind of funny. Any scene that Splinter is in is gold, Uh whether it's action or comedy. As questionable as Toka and Rezar are in this movie, um, I really did like what they did with both of those characters in the 2012 uh, cartoon. Although Rezar looks very much like he could just be, you know, a beast man from, you know, like an alternative canon Masters of the Universe movie. Going back a little here, but in minute 46, actually, if you play this recording, I want to play it in minute 46 because I've got to know if that dude behind Kino is Michael J. White. Even as a kid, I thought the Super Shredder thing was kind of stupid because as a kid, you're just thinking, well, what animal did he last touch? Like, you think you know how mutagen works. I had forgotten that a Kitar came to the rescue in the end and the Toka and Razar get unmutated. And I lo love that we uh, close it out with another funny. And since Ice is in this movie, uh, as my um, you could goodbye, be on TMNT say, Minute too. To Just send one minute of your audio musings to TMNTMinute at gmail.com. And don't forget to use the hashtag TurtleFanMinute everywhere on social media. We'll see you guys next week.